You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 022. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Dude, noisy. I know. There's so much going on here on Mondays. I hate that. We've got all kinds of stuff happening around the Smith household. We sure do, man. It's been an active morning. It has. How's your neck feeling? A little better? It's, you know, it's feeling better. I know you injured it. I've been, okay, so I've been working out really hard. Some of you guys, I don't know if I've told them about the show. I know I've told them about the show. Yeah, I've heard them. Did I tell them I'm getting naked in it? You're not getting naked. You're wearing, you're scantily clad. I'm scantily clad. So, okay, um, before we jump into all this, like, and tell you TMI about our personal life. Um, <laughs> Might be that kind of show. Yeah, it's totally going to be that type of a show with our topic for today. But, so usually what we do is we'll jump back and forth between life topics and love topics. So today we've got a love topic. We're actually going to talk all about porn. We're going to have a porn discussion today since everybody's so fucking afraid to talk about it. So Pornology. Pornology 101. Yeah. So we're going to, you know, obviously more of a relationship geared topic. But before we do that, we always like to hang out and kind of chat a little bit in the beginning. So I thought this would be really an appropriate thing to share with you. (laughs) So one of the (laughs) things that, you know, you guys know I'm into theater and all that stuff. Well, I've got a show coming up in October and which is right around the corner. We, We open in like two weeks and I happen to be featured in a bra and g-string or thong and tonight showing off the goods i'm going to show off the goods so tonight is the first rehearsal that i'm going to actually use my costuming and so the reason why my neck hurts so much is i've been ridiculously vigilant over the last probably three months since i got cast to to be working out constantly while i worked out and threw my neck out (laughs) and so i had to go to the chiropractor today it's a hell of a way to stay in shape it really it you know what it is it's my jillian michaels ab workout because Mm. there's these weird things you do with your shoulders and And that's kind of your danger zone anyways your shoulders yeah so so we'll see hopefully hopefully i can still strut my stuff tonight and i won't be like oh you have dress rehearsal awkwardly trying to turn my neck (laughs) <laughs> but so everybody okay so this is a really interesting thing because i'm um you know when they offered the role to me the stage manager was like and you do know you're going to be in your underwear in half of the show and i was like oh yeah no that's totally fine with me as long as i don't have to sing <laughs> don't make me sing uh, that's or, where i draw the line or rap i have standards <laughs> i had to rap last I have show boundaries. And that was such a stretch for me and so uncomfortable. So <laughs> I always am saying, like, can I just get naked instead? Like, whenever there's anything <laughs> awkward, I'm like, can I just take my clothes off instead? <laughs> and now that it's actually coming down to the moment, you're pretty nervous about it. I'm pretty nervous. So last night I got, I, you know, 
the costume lady is letting me kind of take on getting some of my own stuff, like as far as undergarments go and G-strings and all that. And so I'm strutting my stuff and showing you last night. And I just get these moments where I'm like, what the hell am I thinking? It's just crazy. It's crazy. I'm a crazy girl. Sometimes I just got to go for the ride. I know. You're so good about supporting <laughs> me. Well, one of our friends was asking him the other day, like, what, how do you feel about this? You know? And what'd you tell her? I don't remember. What did I tell her? To Deary Lou. I don't remember. Oh, really? No. What did you, I say? Well, you just said, oh, at first, you know, it takes a little getting, you know, warming up and getting used to. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. But that's the thing is, I feel very strongly, like there's, um, there's parts of like the coaching community that go ape shit if you're too sexual as a coach. Like if you are too pretty, if you wear um, a skirt that's too short, like they're all in upheaval about being out of integrity in your profession. And for me, I want to kind of flip that on its head that you can embrace your sexuality, that if you are comfortable in your own skin and if you're comfortable showing it off, knock yourself out. I think it's so ridiculous that our society in particular compared to some you know like european countries have such this issue around sexuality where there's so much shame you know where if you're gorgeous and beautiful and you've got a great body then that must mean you're a whore bag right well i think it also has a lot to do with um you know our the people that founded our country were pretty damn religious and that's oh let's not get into that that still sticks with us we've been going off about uh, politics in our household so we'll we'll save you that but but you know seriously we I've had this conversation with a couple of other coaches where it's like if you're heavy set like these dove campaigns right for, oh, yeah. for heavy set women if you're heavy set and you get naked and show everybody or if you've got lots of stretch marks and you show everybody or if you've got lots of you know cottage cheese and you get out there and do a campaign about loving your body then we get to applaud you and you know good for you you're getting out there that's amazing which I totally believe but I think we're so hypocritical when it comes to somebody who actually does have as society would view it a really great figure a really great body and then when they're confident we're like well, well, what course, a whore. What a whore. Or, of course, you're con- – well, I'd be confident with my body too if I look like that. It's like, no, anybody can be confident with their body. Yeah. They just got to choose that. You have to choose that. So, anyway, I don't know. What are you thinking over there? What You just threw it to me when I'm look, looking at the internet trying to figure out my next comment. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You're doing, I'm try- you're I'm doing trying to, some recon? I'm trying to think of what was the religion that was our basis when we first got here? Protestant. Protestant. That's what it was. I was trying to figure out what the hell it was Protestant. Protestant, yeah. So we still have a little bit of that Protestant feel to us here. Where in Europe mm-hmm. they don't really have that as much. So they're a lot freer with their sexuality. And they're the same in South America, like Brazil and Argentina. You see, you know, uh people pretty open with their bodies and comfortable in their own skin. And I think a lot of North Americans, aka USA or Americans don't really have or they have a lot of holdups around their bodies yeah I I totally agree I totally agree and this is going to be a perfect segue for us to talk about porn too it does it segues right into it but uh, so the moral of the story of that little piece that little takeaway is um, 
it's not about everybody else. It's about you. What do you need to do to be at peace in your own skin, to be comfortable with your own self? And let's limit some of the judgment. Like, for instance, if somebody, you know, like obviously I have friends who would never do this. They're very modest, really don't like showing their body. But I don't try to persuade them to be more like me. I just persuade them to accept. All right. To allow the room for there to be a lot of right answers. All right. All right. Let me chew on that. Yeah. Like my, you know, like our friends, um, Nicole and Patrick, when we were talking about it with them, Nicole was like, yeah, good for you. You know, she's like, I'm not in that place where I would feel comfortable, but I say knock yourself out. And that's what I mean. It's the same thing with kids. Like I don't try to persuade people to not have kids. I just try to persuade people to be open that there's a lot of right answers for people. Right. You know, so there doesn't, and I actually, it like dawned on me the other day. I'm like, wow, there's probably a lot of people who judge me for this. And then I was like, wow, it's a good thing I really don't give a shit what they think. (laughs) I'm really proud of you because there was a time when that wasn't so. It's true. It's true. You've come a long way. Which is why it's one of the major topics of boot camp, which by the way, is still available. It's we're 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 past early birds, so it's now $67. But Which is still a great deal. Still 30 bucks off. Still a huge yeah. steal for you to come hang out with me for a three-week coaching program. Tons of bonuses. And one of the topics that we're discussing is self-love and self-acceptance, which looks different for everybody. Um, but also people-pleasing and dealing with a comparison game. And um, yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. if you're interested, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash bootcamp. You can read all about it, see everything that's included, and come join the dozens of others that are going to be partaking in this program. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it looks like a fun program. You know, I, I think, um, you know, just to, to add to the comment, I uh, I have to be pretty comfortable with my sexuality and, and our relationship to feel comfortable with you doing this. Right. Show, you know. It's true. I've really had to kind of go, well, all right, so if I'm not okay with it, why? Yeah. And um, my whys just didn't add up to anything more important than what I was getting out of it. What you were getting out of it, yeah. That's interesting. Because I I really, you know, this is, you know, a great opportunity for us to segue into the whole porn conversation because I think one of the, the issues around porn or being comfortable with your body or some of these, it's, topics that feel kind of taboo is that we get in a habit of not ever addressing them inside of our relationship because there's some sort of threat right right? like we feel like oh my gosh if we talk about porn if we watch porn if he watches porn if i watch porn then there's then it, it jeopardizes the relationship in some way and it i think comes from a lot of social stigmas and also just not conversing right not talking to each other about it i think there's a fine line there too i think that you know, uh, porn can be, you know, typically for men, can be an escape um, instead of getting a relationship stronger with their partner. Right. Right. But if it's if it's used in the right context and there's a boundary set of, okay, well, th- this is what I get from porn or this is what porn is for me, then you can open yourself up a little bit more to understanding that it's not a personal hit right that it's just another form of sexuality and it doesn't mean that 
that the person that's watching porn wants to have sex with that person. Right. Necessarily. It just means that they're enjoying watching the act. Right. Right. Yeah. In fact, we were talking about this last night and we were just kind of chatting in bed like, and I said, I really want to do a podcast on porn. And we started talking about all of these all of these things that you just said, I think there's an overwhelming amount of women in particular who think that their men watch porn because they want to be with that woman. Like they're attracted to that woman and they want to, f- they imagine themselves fucking that woman, which, you know, may or may not happen. Right. But I think far more often, um, it is that the act of watching sex like you just said like actual intercourse is stimulating right period and there so and i think for me like we actually had a moment before we were married because we just celebrated the 16 year anniversary of our first date 16 years i know it's crazy but before we were married i found a bunch of your like playboys and stuff like that before the internet it was, <laughs> it was before the internet. No, it was before the internet was as big as it was. Right, but yeah, yeah, we still had it. Um, that's funny. But yeah, so I found it and I nearly broke up with you. Yeah. Because my my concept at the time, because I wasn't open to even hearing about the experience. or We never talked about it. It was right. like I felt like it was staunchly wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Mainly because of how I grew up. And I felt like, don't tell me that I'm the only person you need and then show me that I'm not. Show right. me with your actions that I'm not. And I didn't realize that that was a really limited perspective. And what changed for me was I watched it and liked it. And then right. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so I started exploring my own sexuality and what I liked and um, I think that's been one of the reasons why it's been so uh, a productive force in our relationship because we've always talked about it. Right. We've always been really candid. I've always shared like... That's how we got through that argument was, you know, really talking it out and exploring it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there... It, Again, like I've always said, we can't wrap up everybody's like we can't deal with your porn addiction in thirty minutes, right? Right. Well, that's it's we a totally about that. different. Yeah, exactly. It's a totally different situation if it is an addiction the way anything else is. And I think, gosh, too much sugar, too much regular internet, too much gambling, too much drinking, too much. You know, the ever. In excess, things can start to be in control of you. Right. And I think that's what you have to look at is, is this a force that's contributing to my relationship or is it one that is stealing the life out of my relationship? Right. And where you have to soul search is why? Like, is there, you know, and I've always told you, it's hard for me to think of you going off enjoying porn when I'm in the house and I there, I always say there's pussy available. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like if there's pussy available, why are you going, you know, and that's when I would feel dishonored. Right. And we kind of had that conversation where I'm like, I just don't want to feel like you're sneaking off. Well, if, uh, if the, sp- I think for people, if the space isn't open, then they feel like it's their only alternative. Right. If they're to bring it up and say, um, you know, I'm, well, I'm going to go jerk off. Yeah. Is 
um, I don't know. I don't know what that is for people, but yeah, I'm having trouble putting it into words. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I think really, I think calling a spade a spade is really important in this situation because I think a lot of people get really charged up about like I feel that it's wrong. I feel threatened. Mm. And I just, and, and it might be, it might genuinely be that your partner has an issue, has an addiction. It is infringing on your relationship. Sure. But I want you to look at your piece in the matter. And not that you're not sexy enough or anything like that, but do you have room for you to love yourself more, for you to get in touch with your sexuality more, for you to um, open your mind to what's possible for your own body. Because I think a lot of times when we have, when we take issue with our partner, particularly when it's like a jealousy or like a, uh, you know, it's a jealousy type mm -hmm. of feeling, emotion that comes over you. A lot of times there's something internal for you to explore, something that you could cultivate as far as your own self-worth, your own self-expression, um, uh, and self-love, really. Yeah. And uh, I think for me, when I realized that I liked it, even if I hadn't liked it, I realized what it was because I wasn't so shunned against it. Right. Because for so long, I was like, no, it's wrong, 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 wrong. And that really was only because that's what I was taught. Right. There was a shit ton of stuff that I was taught that I explored and went, okay, I actually don't have a problem with this. Right. So I want you to just explore that for yourself. Like if you do feel like it's something that's so wrong, why? Well, I th you know, I think porn can be a healthy part of a relationship. But when people start setting up profiles on sites or putting Craigslist ads or, you know, th that's over the line for me personally. Yeah. Like that takes away the intimacy of the two people. Right. Right. But if you're watching porn together or you're kind of exploring what. Um, How you feel about what, it. What things you like sexually. It might open up another door for the two of you. Right. Because we, we discussed that too. You know, we'd be like, well, what do you like to watch? Well, I like this. Well, I like that. Oh, right. okay, me too. And we kind of. Right. We saw what we like together and what we're both like, oh, yeah, that girl has this and this girl has that or that guy does this. And, we, you know, we kind of like. Yeah. Played with the idea of how does that translate to our sexual life? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think my reason for wanting to bring this up was was a couple of things obviously i always want people to look at um what they need to do to cultivate their own sexuality to be to be at peace with their own bodies to be at peace with themselves because i think a lot of times we look to the other person to make me feel sexy right when it's like well there's probably some shit you need to own like for instance getting in shape and getting really toned and feeling really proud of myself for what I've done and accomplished over the last three months has made me feel so sexy. Right. It's called right? self-confidence for a reason. Yeah, right? <laughs> but that was also actions I took, not me saying, babe, do you think I look sexy? Right. That's not self-confidence. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I'm always going to be pointing people towards the exploration of further further their propelling their sexual or their self-confidence, right? Right. The other thing is, I think it's one of those things that we just don't think we should talk about. 
right? right. Like, like we, we, we shouldn't call it porn. We should call it adult movies. You know what I mean? Like, there's even PC ways to talk about it. Like, really, you're a fucking life coach who's going to be out there talking about that you like porn. Yes, I am. Because what were you saying last night about being, like, this underbelly of society? Oh, well, I just think that, you know, a large population, a large part of the population uh, watches porn, explores porn, does some, some kind of porn activity and it's really something that people don't talk about even in their own relationships right you know but like you said a lot of people actually in like enjoy it it and use it yeah but i think you also have to exactly and you have to ask yourself why is it a secret yeah why do you think that's so secret that you can't share it are you afraid of what your partner might think of it Mm-hmm. Or are you afraid what they'll think of you? Will they lose respect for you? You know, like, will it ruin your relationship? What is the real reason why? And why is porn so important to you that you can't say anything? Yep. On both both sides. On both sides. Right. Well, and then also, if you're listening and you're going, oh, fuck no. Like, I could picture a lot of men listening to this. And maybe, you know, and totally vice versa as well. But I could picture a lot of men being like, Fuck no! Would I ever be able to tell my wife right. what I like? Right, watching. I've got to delete my cookies, and I've got right, to right, like erase my erase browser history, right, and all that kind of shit. <laughs> but so, if you're that woman going, oh, if my husband ever told me what he liked, and blah blah blah, what are you setting up? You know, and and I know this sounds so liberal, and we were talking about this the other night, but I want you to have a flourishing sexual life with me and period. Like, I don't want you sleeping with anybody else. I really don't want that. I appreciate that you don't want that. I don't want that either. But I don't want you to feel like there's something wrong with you because you're attracted to something. Right. That society... We've always said that. I mean, not always, but we've been pretty good about telling each other who we're attracted to or what we're attracted to or things like that. I think it... It creates an openness in the relationship and a trust that we can share that kind of information and not have it thrown back in our face. But, you know, and I do want to mention that we almost broke up over it. So it's not like, and granted, I was, fuck, I don't think I was even 20 yet. So I was really young and I was still like exploring all of that whole thing. Um, But same thing. When I was growing up, I was very sexual and would play with my friends and we would do all sorts of crazy stuff. And it was one of those things that was bad and wrong. And we take so much care to uh, make sex wrong and teach our kids that in the media it's wrong. And which I'm all for like teaching your kids whatever. But I want... I want to feel like I can be as sexual as I want to be and embrace that. Now, the decisions that I make are different than allowing myself to feel what I feel. For instance, if I am attracted to somebody that I work with or attracted to somebody, giving myself the freedom to feel what I feel, not making myself wrong, um, letting myself have my fantasies, things like that, versus the behavioral choice of going out to have an affair, I think are two totally different things. And for our relationship, that's our boundary is we don't invite anybody else into the bedroom. We don't 
you know, we're right, not right. swingers or polyamorous I, or anything. I, I think, you know, you have to have a lot of discipline to have that as your boundary. You yeah, have to have a lot of discipline true. as as an individual, as a couple, a, 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 and have faith. Yep. And trust in that's your in your partner because um, there's a fine line there, uh, and absolutely. it's easy to cross if you're not careful. That's actually that's a really good point, and I'm so glad I'm so glad you're here because <laughs> I forget sometimes how much how much has gone into getting us to where we are. Right. You know, I forget that there was a time when I was totally threatened by that, that I thought it meant that you wanted other people right. and blah, blah, blah. You were you had trouble with me being a massage therapist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so take heart if you're like, damn, those two are liberal. They talk about everything. It, it, it's taken... It's taken a decent amount of time, man. Yeah. But it's also taken you and I doing a lot of individual self-discovery. Right. And it has only been recently that I kind of came to terms with like, oh, I want to be able to fantasize about what I fantasize about. I want to be able to think about what I want to think about. And I really want that for you too. And it's taken a long time till I've been that kind of a woman. Yeah, Because true. I would always be double standard double standarding it up like where i felt like well i don't want him to ever fantasize about another woman or think about anybody else or but i want to be able to think about other men right i think uh, i think that's true in most cases you know that's how we all feel. we feel like well i have control over that so i'm allowed and i don't know about this other person if they're mm -hmm. really like yeah so you have to just know that know your discipline it's true and know the discipline of your partner well, and it's also, um, you know, be really clear about what you're dealing with. Like if you're a recovering alcoholic and you're like, I'm just going to go hang out in this bar. Right. Really? Right. Like it's like what you were saying. Well, I'm just going to, you know, we'll just lay in bed together. Right. You, start, you start pushing the boundaries. <laughs> you start exactly. pushing all the boundaries. And that's where integrity comes in. So it's a real, it's a spiritual practice to decide how what your boundaries are and I can't tell you what they are for you so I think it's just one of those things that's very specific to the couple and you know you know it, it could be that one of you had a really bad past sexual experience with another partner who who felt like porn was the only way they could get turned on and so there might be or past abuse issues so Obviously, we're being quite candid sharing our personal experience and how we feel about it. But that is not to say ever that it's the only way or that there's a place for porn in every relationship. It might not at Absolutely. all. I agree. I agree. It's, I don't think porn is for everyone. I don't think marriage is for everybody. I don't right. think kids are for everybody. Right. I really think it's about honoring your own your your own spirit your own sexuality your own relationship and but again like i'm always saying you have to be able to talk about it if yeah. you want some sort of conclusion or boundary established well something else to add is you know i've done a lot of integrity and ethical work through massage practice a yeah. lot of our study is about you know what's ethical what boundaries you have yep. you know how to filter things all those kind of things are things that we've, you know, studied and practiced as therapists. Right. Because it has such a stigma for sex. Right. So I've already done a ton of work around drawing that line. So I know exactly where that is because I've worked on it. 
Right. Right. In my profession and in my personal life. Yeah. When I'm talking to a girl and it gets flirtatious, it doesn't necessarily, I know that flirtatious doesn't equal anything else. Right. It's just a flirtatious moment and that's it. And you are already extremely clear what you will and won't do. Right. You know, like you're, you have some playful, flirtatious banter, whatever, but you, you've already told me like, I would never continue massaging somebody if that was, absolutely, you know, an issue right. or, um, yeah. So I think we both have, you know, for us, it's a very, it's a real physical boundary, but, um, but again, I feel like if we make each other wrong, this is a place where I feel like we can all stretch. And maybe because it's just kind of an epiphany for me lately. But in really not making your partner wrong for being sexual. Right. And how about this for controversy? I'm totally fine being a sexual object. Like I am, I for me, it feels way more powerful for to take attention from men or women and make it be a powerful feeling for me instead of a... Uh, degrading or demeaning demeaning how dare you be a fucking human how dare mm. you be a man how dare right. you be wired the way you are I, I think a lot of that is geared around protection like we especially as women because you know it's men advance on women a lot more than women advance on men I think right. that's a general understanding yeah. so women have kind of built up built up a um, an exterior uh, shell that key, that you have to break through as a man, right? So if you're not flirtatious and not doing that, then the woman isn't going to... Reciprocate? Know. Right. I kind of lost my train of thought there, but... <laughs> <laughs> Mid-sentence? Yeah, I think... Uh, it's just how we are. Like, could we just let ourselves be sexual beings for Christ's right. sake? It doesn't mean that we have to do anything. So if it means, like, for instance, if there's some gross guy whistling at me, right and i find him gross and unattractive and unappealing in every way i don't have to i can respond however the hell i want so if but for me i like the feeling like it feels more powerful to me to be like oh thanks thanks right more than ew get away from me oh how dare you as if like in trying to repel 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 don't think that don't think that about me that's oh my interesting God, don't because fantasize about you've me. done that before oh totally yeah and it depends on what what comes out again this is a, a little newer for me yeah. one of my one of my colleagues is an intimacy expert her name is alana pratt and i absolutely adore her and we just had a really amazing discussion about sexuality and she really pushes my uh, concepts around what we're allowed to feel and what we're not allowed to feel. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just realized for myself that there was quite a bit of room that I had to take back some power. Right. To feel powerful instead of threatened. So regardless of your attraction to the person that's whistling at you, you think you should make it powerful how? Well, I just don't feel like it needs to be a threat Mm. to me i'm not threatened by somebody finding me fucking attractive right you know objectifying it's not objectifying if i'm standing in my power Mm. Ooh, mr (laughs) smith 
it's objectifying if that's what you choose. I just like how you said that. Standing in my power. <laughs> <laughs> so this is might be kind of like a, whoa, I really liked Amy until this conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not true. I don't know. You're passing judgment. I am? Yeah. <laughs> well, good thing I don't give a shit. Because right. it works for me. Yeah, it's an interesting topic. I think I, I think really uh, the broader scheme of things is, you know, take porn out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. It can be anything that's taboo or risque mm-hmm. or um, out of the norm for our society or for your relationship. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to discuss those things with your partner somehow. Right. You can't keep hiding those things or uh, making them a non-issue when they are. Right. Right. So th- at the end of the day, that's really what this conversation is about. Right. Is get, do whatever you need to do between the two of you to create the most empowering relationship where you both can thrive. Right. And you don't have to bring it up like, well, I like porn. So there's that. Right. 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 You, you can say, what are your thoughts on this topic? Right. And, you know, what if I had that issue? Mm-hmm. Right. What if, what if, uh, not issue, but what if I was interested in that? How would you feel about that? And just kind of discuss things be human the the more you discuss those things and the more they come into the forefront then the less anxiety and uh stigma you put around that thing right whatever it might be right right? and if your partner's not willing to go there with you you have to come to terms with that right and say all right how much of an influence is this thing in my life that i have to continue to do it if my partner's that adamant about it not being a something that we do right and that can get really sticky right but that can be just as sticky as i really want to raise our children catholic and i really want to raise them absolutely that's why i'm saying it's a broad topic it's not just porn right and so you might get to the point where one person really really wants it and one person really really doesn't and then you have to figure out how can you both feel honored are there boundaries you can establish is there room for either one of you to expand your mind either one of you to grow and you know that's where I, I I started thinking about how I was discussing this with Alana too. Like people who are, you know, polyamorous or swingers or things like that. I almost feel like they're they've got something figured out on a spiritual element. Like how to completely let go. Cause it's really selfless to be like, I want you to go have all your sexual fantasies fulfilled. I want you to experience pleasure and I'm gonna let go of how it relates to me. I don't think we could ever get there. I don't see us being like that. But I feel like it's admirable. It's admirable to be like, I want my partner to have his mind blown. <laughs> yeah, I I see that. I just don't know how, you know, that's really not socially accepted yet. Neither is weed. Neither was homosexuality. Uh, Neither was... Right, know. right. But, but what I'm saying is, well, I don't know what exactly what I'm saying. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, it has to be a um, I, whatever you want to do, yeah. as long as it's mutual. Yes, that's really the end of the day. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. And for you and I, that wouldn't work. Right. We're not that to that place. You're to the you're to the question there of, are we, uh, are we designed to have one partner or not? Yeah, and I don't know. Right. And I'm, but I'm open that it could be different for everybody. Right. For you and I, I feel really strongly that we only want the two of us. 
Right. You know? Um, but we've explored that idea of others and, you know, we just keep coming back to what, what's true for us, you know? But that's also why, you know, I, we have friends that are polyamorous and they have boyfriends and girlfriends and extra additions to their relationship. And they are just so ridiculously peaceful about it. It makes me wonder if they've got something figured out on a spiritual realm that's right. just different than what we can all handle. Because well, a jealousy comes in. I, I think that I'm ridiculously comfortable with where we are. Yeah, true, true, true. So, you know, at the end of the uh, when is co- comfortable n- uncomfortable? Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. It's, it's exactly what we were saying before. We've figured out what works for us. Right. You know, and then whenever we're interested in something or something else becomes relevant, we talk about it and we discuss it. But um, I don't know. I think truly looking at what's your own issue, like there, it could be that you genuinely feel like it is morally wrong to watch other people copulate, you know, on film. Copulate. Yeah, isn't that a funny word? Funny word. And there might be something else going on with your own insecurities in your own you know sexuality so there's a lot of elements to explore again always why i say there's not one right answer but i always want you to dig in and look internally about what do you need what do you need for a fulfilling sex life what do you need to really love the body that you're in you know for you um for your relationship what do you need to converse about what do you need to address where do you need to expand your mind a little bit where do you need to stand firm all of that stuff is is individual to each relationship, and I don't pretend to know everyone's story. So, yeah, hmm. I think th- I think that's about it. That was a kind of a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think it's something for everyone to really think on and and uh, and ponder and and uh, figure out how to apply it and come to your own conclusions. Right, and it might be the same conclusion. Right, you, you might know? be right where you need to be. But I will say that we're never done growing. There's uh, yeah. always an opportunity. That's what I meant by when it's comfortable deeper. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortably uncomfortable is good for me. Yeah. I like it. Radically uncomfortable freaks me the fuck out. So but and again, we're talking about a sixteen year sexual evolution. Right. So, you know, we've gotten to this place after years and years and years of trust continued trust right. fostering that exactly. trust exactly but that's kind of what we're trying to uh convey to our listeners here is look we've spent 16 years developing this comfortableness right and and stretching our boundaries um so it's going to take a bit to really embody what sexual desires you have that are healthy for your relationship right and I, you know, I really do feel like it all comes down to, is it something you're in control of or is it in control of you? Mm, and that's where you, that's good. That's when you pass over to the line of addiction right? right where right. you're, uh, helpless against this outside force right? and it is detrimental to your relationship. So that's where, you know, I would say it would become challenging. Yeah. But again, everybody needs to figure that out for themselves. So anyway, as always, we would love to hear from you. I'm wondering if this one will get 
lots of com- yeah. comments. We'll see. We'll see. Cruise by the joyjunkie.com and uh, check out the podcast page. You can also check out the boot camp page, see if that's for you. And yeah, so here is to loving and living your most badass life with or without porn. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. Mm-hmm.